I was curious though, because Evelyn has said on many occasions that yes, Panama is anti-black, period, with the T. I said that? Well, no, I'm not finished the statement. <laughs> oh, I was like, I'm kidding. Wait, but <laughs> when, when was I quoted saying that? No, I was like, I need, I need dates. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, that's a pretty safe assumption either way. But you, you said that with you know at what? least I will, I, will you I will tell you that my experience is it's it's difficult because my lens coming from a place like Guatemala that is really like not so when people say like oh it's anti-black like it's it's different for me because it's like you might be like I mean I don't know right like I can't say I can't speak for everyone but like in Guatemala like I have had moments where I have literally feared for my life like not like on some like oh I don't like that someone said something or like so for me like following me around the store is like low budget in comparison to like fearing for my life like really feeling like these people could throw me somewhere in the ditch and no one will know where I am right so it's like so when I when I so it's like it's that kind of experience where you know like in the United States when people say like racism and if you're not being lynched then people are like oh you're not being racist like I have to really check my own lens around that because the experiences that I've had have been so harmful and in at times like brutal that I'm just like you ain't got this you ain't so bad like that's that's my like that's the lens so it's like that's why I was like wait what I said what like I remember those 17 hours that I that I spent trapped with Sen in the bus with those indigenous folk who were looking at me like almost lecherously like I could not sleep I could not like there was no comfort there you know, because of the numbers, like the dynamic in terms of population. And so I also think about it in terms of like, when I when I compare that to people or people from places where clearly there's anti-blackness because the sentiment is global. It's also like a space of, but you have access to power. You have, or influence, right? However, that works in a way that there are spaces where people don't have any access to influence or power in 2021. And so like, I, I, I always want to make sure that I speak to that particular lens, which is why sometimes like I don't have much to add because I'm like, in comparison to being afraid for your life and feeling like no one is going to defend you or even like what's gonna happen, then I am like, I, I don't know what to, I don't know, I don't know what to say to that, you know? And I feel like that's a, it's, it's probably unique even in Latin America because I find so many places where people are, there's community in large spaces countrywide, right? And I think that that also makes, makes a difference. And, and in, in Guatemala, I don't feel that. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, it's very isolated, it's remote, right? Um, 
where black people are in general. And, and I think I'd probably have a better time being a black person that did not speak Spanish versus someone who did, versus someone who does. Because then it's immediately, ah, you stayed the living stone. You know, like, and, and that, is a, that is a completely different like dynamic. Wait, so you said a black person that's, say it again, a black, you'd rather be a black person that didn't speak Spanish? Yeah, because I feel like, yeah. At least from my experience, like I know plenty of black people who've been like, oh, I was in, you know, Antigua for a, a school break, you know, right. or I studied there. And I think that their interaction and their engagement is different versus somebody who is from there because then the automatic like pieces come like it's not something where at least from my experience my understanding like when people go to Guatemala like if they're from you know Puerto Barrios Livingston where my where my parents are from like they go in there correct they go in there like they're not you know they might they're not touristing yeah they're not touristing in like the capital city they're not like oh I'm gonna chill I'm gonna spend four days and then kind of work my way down it's like I'm taking the earliest flight so that I can be at the bus station at 2 p.m. Mm -hmm. and I'm out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I definitely know what you mean by that, though, fearing for your life, because I've had moments like that here. And it's been in indigenous spaces in Panama. It's yeah. been an explicit, ex well, not even explicit or solely, because I, I used to live in Gorgona, which is Afro descendant as well. And I hated living there. I hated it. I felt completely unsafe because it was, it was a bunch of men all you know always out on the street just period um and this is why i i like i prefer to take taxis everywhere even in the city because i just don't feel comfortable just around men period but i've had specific violent episodes with indigenous men in the states and in panama and actually in honduras yeah i believe it this, right. It was the same kind of deal on the bus. Like you said, you were on the bus for 17 hours and mm -hmm. people were looking at you lecherously. That was my thing. I went from, where was I? And I went to um, Bluefields mm -hmm. and it was a 12, 15 hour bus ride. And I didn't sleep one minute because it was mostly indigenous people on the bus. Yeah. And the same when I went to David and Boquete and Chiriqui in Panama, the same thing. I didn't sleep because I was like, I don't know. You know, obviously there's black people in these spaces, but the number, like you said, it's the numbers, right? And mm -hmm. so like if I'm in Panama City, I fear a little bit less because just because it's it's a diverse mix of people or whatever the case is. Um, but the times like when I have interactions with police officers, like that time I told y'all about that I walked, I was walking to the rate because there was no taxis, no Ubers, no nothing. And it was just police in the street. And one called himself hollering at me and my heart went to my feet because I was like, it's four officers out here. And like you said, they can do whatever they want with me. And that's it. And I, right, I, and I would have no recourse and they can come up with a story and they can like, you know, and it's just, and who's going to go against them? They're the certainly not going to go, they're not going to defend the negra that they don't know. Right. Right. So, I guess my only recourse would be if they found out later, I'm a, you know, U.S. citizen or right. whatever the case is. So that's my level. It was just like, mm -mm, I after the fact. Yeah, it was the levels of of feeling unsafe are so overwhelming. Right. Um, 
Do you feel like that everywhere outside of where your family's from, outside of the city, the area that your family's from, when you venture out, do you feel that fear? Like all the time or pretty often? No, I mean, I don't feel that. I don't feel the fear when I am where, like in my mom or my dad's towns. Like, I don't feel that. I mean, I'm always vigilant. I think that also like living in New York does that to you. Like you're always kind of like super hyper, like hyper aware of things moving around you in that way. But like in general, the town is pretty quiet. Well, not quiet as much, but like more calm. So there is a measure of like safety. People know you, you know, they'll kind of know like who your people are, right? Like blackness everywhere. Like who, who's your people? Like, oh, okay, you're going over there. All right, you know? Um, youth also has a different space because I think that also as long as your parents are alive you belong to someone in that way and so there's that source of like connection right it doesn't matter if you're like a 50 year old but if you're if somebody knows your parents then you're like so-and-so's baby so-and-so's daughter right which is something that I think about quite a bit as you start to think you know you get to that age where your parents are like getting a little older and you're like wow like I I belong to someone in that way um what will happen when that's not the case? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, what will happen when that's not the case? Because as long as, you know, like that's, that's a very real, and I think it happens in black communities globally, right? Again, it's like that feeling of who are your people? Come mm -hmm. here, let me see your face. Right, like, like everybody in Cologne calls out, when I go to Cologne and I'm on the street, they call me by my mother, by my mother's name. Yeah. Um, so they're like, I knew you from when you were this big, you know, they, they put the arm. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. I, it's, it's nice. Like you said, it's nice. Yeah. It's nice to feel connected. Like, yeah, it's nice to feel connected and to feel like you, yeah, like you belong to something, someone like you understand it. They, they're going to look out for you in some sort of way. Like, they're going to be like, oh, this is your, okay, come on. Right. And, you know, and it, and it brings me back to being like a child and feeling like safe. So that's part of my safety too, is like just understanding, knowing people, understanding like language and, and local um, nuances. I'm like, yeah, I know what's happening here. And I, I like that. So for me, for me, you know, I'm, I'm listening and... And for me, it's for me, it's a little bit different, right? Um, because and I'm and really trying to to see where have I felt that level of unsafety. Um, and I'm really thinking through. I felt like that on the on the the Mosquito Coast, right, um, in Nicaragua, right that's where I can feel like I felt unsafe there, right? Um, working there mostly with uh, with indigenous communities as well. And there was like spares involved, right? So there was like a real like, I do not know what, what can, there were machetes and spares involved in meetings, right? Regular meetings that I'm facilitating and people are coming in with machetes and spears and there is known to be like random machete fights happening, especially when when there's alcohol involved and, and there's known to be alcohol, alcoholism in, in a lot of the communities. 
and and these um, semi-rural rural areas, right? Um, but then I'm I'm really trying to think through in Panama itself, and and right, um, especially when because I have traveled alone in throughout most of Panama, right, and um, from the capital from the capital to 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 rural communities through the border, both Darien and and to um to to Boca del Toro, Chiriqui, Costa Rica area, Limon, you know. One, I don't, you know, I don't usually travel at night, so I usually travel during the day. Um by on the buses as well. The country is not that big, so I'm not spending 17 hours on a bus. So that's it. That's that in itself is a big difference, right? And when I used to travel to Darien, which didn't have paved roads, um, it was always also like leaving super early in the morning, so I wouldn't be. So that dark period will only be a few hours in the morning. Um, so I can't relate to that unsafety feeling. You know, I'm just I'm sharing that I can't relate to that unsafety feeling, outside of of that specific experience in Nicaragua. And I'm really, I'm really trying to think about like the fearing for my life like that as a black, as a black woman. And I should say that part of the reason why I was on the bus for 17 hours was because it was stuck in La Carretera, like it was not moving. So because it wasn't moving, there was even more like, I don't, I don't even know where I am. I have no right. cell service. I have no one that even knows who I am, where, who I am, where I am. Right. I, I have nothing. Yeah. And I'm so, I'm completely vulnerable to whatever. Like, like exactly. Like just complete, like, and I'm with my child. Correct. So maybe if I'm alone, I might take a risk and like run for it and be like, all right, you know what? Like, give me, a, like, I don't even, I don't even know where to go. And it was dark. It was night. So it was also that whole feeling of like watching, like I left Puerto Barrios at 3 PM, right? Expecting to be in the capital city by around nine o'clock. So like 8.30, 8 to nine o'clock. We ended up not getting to the capital city until 6 AM. So it was like the entire night Oof. in darkness moving. I would say it took us 10 hours to go maybe 20 miles. Like. That sounds like torture, young. Like. Yeah, it's like, imagine you look out the, out the side, out the windows of the bus and it's like nothing. It's Those nothing. are the words. It's this just it's just grass and trees. Like and you looking around and there's people that are not only are they also like, first of all, they're 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 scary on the best of times, but now they're angry because they too are not getting where they wanted to go. They're angry, they're hungry, they're all the things. They got cell phone service. I'm looking at my raggedy ass phone like <laughs> I can't do anything right now. I am stuck. And you know what? And it was it no, no PF phone? 
the, feel, the, right, the feeling of, of, of powerlessness was with, so, with my child was so tremendously overwhelming. No snacks. I mean, the, the saving grace was that we had snacks up until like 10 o'clock or so. And so I was like, you know what, just go to sleep. So he like, I was just like, go to sleep, go to, to sleep, like just go to sleep because I didn't even have answers when he was asking me questions. And I was afraid to ask questions to right. not bring attention to ourselves. Right. You were like, I'm not black. So right. I was like, I'm black passing. I'm black. Black. <laughs> my grandma's white my grandma's white <laughs> yes i'm mestiza yes i'm mestiza this was me like i was in the in the aisle i mean the saving one of the saving graces was that i have short legs so you know how people are like oh my god if i had long legs like, if i had long legs i'd have been Walked up because I don't even I would I don't even know what I would do, but I have so I was like, <laughs> squinched up. I, just, I was like a school bus, right? Shrink. No, it was like a, a like a charter bus type of thing. Oh, okay, at least but, it was nice. Air yeah, my goodness, because there are some that are like you know they've been school right. like a school but bus. Right. It was. I mean, I kept I kept I kept trying to get lower and lower and like I don't even know what kind of what you have to tell yourself in order to navigate, right? In order to like deal with those types of, like what is, I don't recall myself talk, mm -hmm. right? Because I just was like, all I wanna do is get out of here. And then I was worried about my flight only to get to the airport after that damn harrowing ordeal, get there bef 20 minutes before my flight was supposed to leave and then have them be like, oh, well the flight is closed. And if you can't afford it, you can leave on Wednesday. That's when the flights go down. And it was Sunday. What happened? Because I remember you telling us this story before. What happened in the end? I, I, I don't remember the end of it. I went on Twitter and I tweeted American Airlines and I was like, your people right here are racist. So mm -hmm. this is what they told us, right? Because they were like, well, you have to buy a whole new ticket. Your ticket is like, and I was like, but it's, it's verifiable that it wasn't my fault. Like, there's got to be something that can happen. And they were like, well, and then they turned their backs on me, like literally. Like it was on some like, oh well, um, bueno señora. Lo siento. Lo siento. Puede esperar usted hasta el miércoles porque ahí es cuando los, you know, los precios van a bajar. Like your your prices are gonna go down on Wednesday. And I'm like, so what am I supposed to do between now and Wednesday with my child? And then on top of that, what comes on at that moment? The phone. And who was calling me? my raggedy ass baby daddy talk about it's my day to pick up my son and i'm like motherfucker i'm in another country dealing with this harrowing ass ordeal not having enough money to fly our asses back to the united states and you're gonna be calling me with some bullshit i bet you you wouldn't be calling me if i was in new york <laughs> like now you want to be all like up to date and on time when you were this ain't, this ain't even what you do this ain't even who you are bro so you know what like all the smoke that i had in my spirit <laughs> Somebody had to get it. And I was just like, all right, Ev. And you know what? Like, I literally, I saw these bitches turn their backs on me. Literally. You wanted too late. On me, and I wanted to right. them. And I had to really sit and count. You know how you'd be like, oh, count to five? I think I counted to like 30. I counted to 30. You, okay, so you employ that. I should do that. I should yeah, I counted, that. I counted, I counted, I counted. And then I contacted Donnie. And Donnie was like, I'm going to send you some money. 
right? For and a brand new like, ticket. And to, for a brand new ticket, when I was already in the airport to be able to get, I mean, the levels of fury and also not just like fury, but again, it's like that helplessness, that feeling of like, they could do something and they opted not to, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So now I have to include Donnie in, in, in some sort of like, in part of this in a way that he would not have even had to be. You know, you know what? Fuck this shit. American Airlines, you owe us. American Airlines, you st- what, what year was this? This was like five years ago, maybe. So, so American Airlines still owes us. And I say us because we've all had stories with American Airlines. Yeah, it was black people. Yep. People here at Rayo Caña Negra, because I have my American Airlines stories too. I'm sure Dash has too. So we want to talk to somebody at American Airlines at Rayo Caña Negra because you are anti-black. United is another one, another famous United, one. but let's start one by one. <laughs> right now we're dealing with American Airlines. So American Airlines, we're calling you out to call you in. So how are you going to rectify this for us, for Evelyn? American Airlines, this is your opportunity to make this right. And we don't want free tickets. That's not what we want. It will be nice. I'm, not, I'm saying it will be nice. But how are you going to change your practices? And we do this work of transformation. So give us a call. And Latin America is one of your big regions. Big time. American Airlines. So in the uh, end, you, you had to buy a new brand new ticket. They didn't reimburse. They didn't do they didn't nothing. Do no, what they did was that they ended up taking off the fees. So I had the change fees. Yeah, the change fees. So if the ticket was supposed to be, let's say like 700 I paid four but I still had to pay the majority of the of the ticket Ridiculous. and it was for a one-way trip like the when I tell you the level of anger like how old I, was your son how old was son he was about 11 so you had to pay two adult tickets yep oh no oh no we need that money back in your pocket I had to pay it and it was just unbelievable like the anger that I had in my spirit was just so like I still, I still carry that. And so I think that that is my lens of like going to certain places. And, and the fact that I felt like, oh, okay, I need to turn to Twitter. And they were more responsive, right? Through Twitter than they were even calling with the you. number with me. Like certainly the, the people at the airport were completely unresponsive. Yeah, they're more worried about their reputation exactly than a human being in front of them with an 11 year old exactly and it was just like anti-blackness costs anti-blackness is super expensive yeah yeah to the person yeah not to the not to the corporate absolutely it's to the person it's costly it's costly to the to the the person being mistreated black anti-blacked yeah anti-blacked anti-black you've been anti-black yeah no but that was my gripe no that's not the word that that was that's my issue my ongoing issue with with um the month of the black ethnicity in panama because i'm like what are the material actual actual changes or advances or transformations i should say 
But that's like the same thing as Black History Month, right? right. So I'm not I'm not even knocking Mesela Enya Negra if we're not gonna knock black you know, like every 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 country has like I'm I'm not even knocking like I don't have the energy to be honest. I don't have the energy to deal with with any of these months because they they're non-factual to me because I'm I'm black every single month. And I see I'm seeing the pictures, I'm seeing like everything and I'm just like the black face. Pero por Dios, Dios mío, like enough. Um and then you know, yeah, I I, I don't have the energy to focus my energy that. I mean, I think that at one point, I, I don't knock it because I feel like in so many locations at one point, it made sense, mm-hmm. right? What happens is that it hasn't evolved to keep up with the time. Right. So therefore it's, we've outgrown it or it's too small, mm-hmm. right? And so there's, to, and to me, it's like, so I don't, I don't, I don't feel like it's particularly bad. I just hate that it's not as good as it could be yeah right that's my that's my my issue too i'm not saying take it away right or anything to that effect um but i remember specifically the principal a couple student and a couple students at the school javier and i taught at it's it's the it's the performance the principal came in blackface a couple students came in blackface and i'm like and i'm supposed to be in a celebratory mood like what what is it and the other the other piece of this is I am not intentionally doing anything to to further or better it. So I can't knock it either because I'm working on something that is, I work every day on this, right? I work every day on black issues and on, on social justice issues that impact the black community. But I'm not working specifically on this month. So it's so for me, I can't I can't knock something that I'm not intentionally working towards improving so that can't be me so that's not me either right um so that's that's my two cents on that because i have a lot of ideas about it that could potentially transform and and impact it but do i have the capacity to work on it absolutely not that's not where my focus my focus my political focuses. And that's the same thing with Black History Month. So I can't, I can't knock something. And that's, you know, remember a few weeks ago, we were talking about, not even a few weeks ago, maybe like last week, we were talking about how people, um, how when people have good ideas, you know, and all three of us have had ideas that we put into practice. And then here come the haters complaining about the ideas, but yeah, they don't want to contribute to help, right? So for me, it's like, I don't want to be that either. Yeah, like what 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 do we think it could be, right? Because we know what it's not. So it's like collectively, sometimes I feel like people need to be able to figure out or brainstorm or collectively transform think collect right together like what could it be because i do think that there are also black people who need those types of spaces right yeah, like for example i'm constantly in shock when people are like oh my god i just did the big chop i'm 
I'm I'm embracing my hair journey. And I'm like, in 2021, bitch, what 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 rock, what boulder have you lived under, right? Where this is new to you. But I also recognize that from a perspective of having had no relaxer since 94. Exactly. When some of these people are born right? That I can't also be like, oh, it doesn't have value because I have out, because it doesn't have value to me. And so like, I think that there are people who really are in a space of being able to um, navigate, learn. But, but the thing is in New York city, a law was just passed about hair. Right. So it's like the rock is not that far away from us. The rock is literally basically on our lap some of us have just not carried the rock yeah right so, so, yeah. I, so I, yeah. yeah i met a nurse i met a nurse i met a nurse i think like last september that she couldn't in louisiana from louisiana she couldn't work in louisiana and it wasn't like near it was like baton rouge or something like that like a small town she couldn't work at her hospital during covid with braids she had to have relaxed hair so it was like wow relaxed hair or braids during covid they chose relaxed hair during covid that was more important than a nurse during covid so this is what we're this is what we're still dealing with so for her, she was like, oh, I can't wear my, I can't wear braids. I have to have relaxed hair or a weave. And I was like, we're still dealing with that in 2020? Yes, ma'am. We still are. So, so it's not, so my, my, one of my critiques is that a lot of these months and not only in the United States and in Panama, but throughout the region, and I do not know other, other countries, um, are very focused on, on the culture and the art and the culinary experience. And that's a critique of mine. But then I also can't knock it because a lot of people haven't had a lot of the exposure, right? A lot of people haven't, you know, a lot of people just haven't had a lot of the exposure. When, when you know, in Panama, and I, and I keep on rolling my eyes because a lot of people still think that Bone should be bought at Machetazo. And I'm always like, what are you talking about? You don't buy bone at Machetazo? Machetazo is like shopping at Walmart. But a lot of white people in Panama think that you buy bone at Machetazo. A lot of people here don't know that a lot of people throughout Latin America that, that are Jamaican descent eat bone in Latin America. So it's like, okay, so maybe they should focus on the culinary experience. So I'm always like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's definitely a situation where collectively we get to decide how it is that we want to honor this or not at all, right? Because there's some people who are like, whatever the themes are may not be themes that resonate with me. Like I would love for it to be like themed where it would really be an opportunity for inclusion and thinking about different marginalized groups within blackness, right? In different spaces and how they exist, how they live doing all these things. And so I think part of it is that it becomes so basic and um, and sometimes it's like the same people get acknowledged over and over and over without really exploring some level of diversity about like what 
blackness is, who is included, right? Thinking about the more complex pieces. Because mm -hmm. when you're looking at people who are like, wow, like I need this. So I'm waiting until Black History Month. Or even like when you think about like educators, for example, in the United States, I'm like, if you're a black person, 99% of your, of your students are black, what are you doing? That Black History Month is like a big old thing to you. Like you should be doing Black History all year long. You should just be like, this is just one more thing that we do, right? So this kind of lack of, of personal reflection and accountability in terms of how we perpetuate certain things, because really what that does is that it centers whiteness, right? It says that just like y'all, we're taking this one month, even though we should know better, to be able to figure out how we get to, um, navigate this time of the year so that part i don't that's hard to accept for me right yeah i agree 100 percent with with all of those viewpoints like both of y'all articulated what it was that i was like i don't really i don't really care for it mm -hmm. like you said it's like you're we're black 24 7 365 you know like we does this that's it and so it's it's it starts and stops oftentimes with um with the aesthetics like you mentioned and i'd like to see like like you said i'd like to see some more depth depth to it because i'm i'm not saying no take away the parades don't do you know what i'm saying have your parades and right and and so the and dot 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 is where i'm like we can push these edges a little bit further. 